june part two of the diary of samuel peep sixteen sixty three this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by nicole lee the diary of samuel peep sixteen sixty three by samuel peeps june sixteen sixty three part two twenty fifth up both of us pretty early and to my chamber where he and i did draw up a letter to sir g carteret in excuse and preparation for creed against we meet before the duke upon his accounts which i drew up and it proved very well but i am pleased to see with what secret cunning and variety of artifice this creed has carried on his business even unknown to me which he is now forced by an accident to communicate to me so that taking up all the papers of moment which lead to the clearing of his accounts unobserved out of the controller's hand which he now makes great use of knowing that the controller has not wherewith to betray him about this all the morning only mr bland came to me about some business of his and told me the news which holds to be true that the portuguese did let in the spaniard by a plot and they being in the midst of the country and we believing that they would have taken the whole country they did all rise and kill the whole body near eight thousand men and don john of austria having two horses killed under him was forced with one man to flee away sir george carteret at the office after dinner and creed being gone for both now and yesterday i was afraid to have him seen by sir g carteret with me for fear that he should increase his doubt that i am of a plot with creed in the business of his accounts did tell us that upon tuesday last being with my lord treasurer he showed him a letter from portugal speaking of the advance of the spaniards into their country and yet that the portuguese were never more courageous than now for by an old prophecy from france sent thither some years though not many since from the french king it is foretold that the spaniards should come into their country and in such a valley they should be all killed and then their country should be wholly delivered from the spaniards this was on tuesday last and yesterday came the very first news that in this very valley they had thus routed and killed the spaniards which is very strange but true so late at the office and then home to supper and to bed this noon i received a letter from the country from my wife wherein she seems much pleased with the country god continue that she may have pleasure while she is there she by my lady's advice desires a new petticoat of the new silk striped stuff very pretty so i went to paternoster row presently and bought her one with mr creed's help a very fine rich one the best i did see there and much better than she desires or expects and sent it by creed to unthank to be made against to-morrow to send by the carrier thinking it had been but wednesday to-day but i found myself mistaken and also the tailor being out of the way it could not be done but the stuff was sent me back at night by creed to dispose of some other way to make but now i shall keep it to next week twenty sixth up betimes and mr moore coming to see me he and i discoursed of going to oxford this commencement mr nathaniel crew being proctor and mr child commencing doctor of music this year which i have a great mind to do and if i can will order my matters so that i may do it by and by he and i to the temple it raining hard my cousin roger being got out he and i walked a good while among the temple trees discoursing of my getting my lord to let me have security upon his estate four hundred pounds per annum for two lives my own and my wife for my money but upon second thoughts mr moore tells me it is very likely my lord will think that i beg something and may take it ill and so we resolved not to move it there but to look for it somewhere else here it raining hard he and i walked into the king's bench court where i never was before and there stayed an hour almost till it had done raining which is a sad season that it is said there hath not been one fair day these three months and i think it is true 
and then by water to Westminster, and at the Parliament House I spoke with Roger Pepys. The house is upon the King's answer to their message about Temple, which is that my Lord of Bristol did tell him that Temple did say those words, so the house are resolved upon sending some of their members to him to know the truth, and to demand satisfaction if it be not true. So by water home, and after a little while getting me ready, Sir W. Batten, Sir J. Minnes, my Lady Batten, and I by coach to Bethnal Green, to Sir W. Riders to dinner. We are a fine place, good lady mother, and their daughter Mrs. Middleton, a fine woman. A noble dinner, and a fine merry walk with the ladies alone after dinner in the garden, which is very pleasant, the greatest quantity of strawberries I ever saw, and good, and a collation of great mirth, Sir J. Minnes reading a book of scolding very prettily. This very house was built by the blind beggar of Bethnal Green, so much talked of and sang in ballads, but they say it was only some of the outhouses of it. We drank great store of wine, and a beer-glass at last which made me almost sick. At table, discoursing of thunder and lightning, they told many stories of their own knowledge at table of their masts being shivered from top to bottom, and sometimes only within and the outside hole. But among the rest, Sir W. Ryder did tell a story of his own knowledge, that a Genoese, gaily in Leghorn Roads, was struck by thunder, so as the mast was broke a pieces, and the shackle upon one of the slaves was melted clear off of his leg without hurting his leg. Sir William went on board the vessel, and would have contributed towards the release of the slave whom heaven had thus set free. But he could not compass it, and so he was brought to his fetters again. In the evening home, and a little to my triangle, and so to bed. 27th. Up by four o'clock, and a little to my office. Then comes by agreement Sir W. Warren, and he and I from ship to ship to see deals of all sorts, whereby I have increased my knowledge, and with great pleasure. Then to his yard and house, where I stayed two hours or more, discoursing of the expense of the navy, and the corruption of Sir W. Batten and his man Wood, that he brings, or would bring to sell, all that is to be sold by the navy. Then home to the office, where we sat a little, and at noon home to dinner alone, and thence, it raining hard, by water to the temple, and so to Lincoln's Inn, and there walked up and down to see the new garden which they are making, and will be very pretty, and so to walk under the chapel by agreement whither Mr. Clark, our solicitor, came to me, and he fetched Mr. Long, our attorney in the exchequer in the business against Field, and I directed him to come to the best and speediest composition he could, which he will do. So home on foot, calling upon my brothers, and elsewhere upon business, and so home to my office, and there wrote letters to my father and wife, and so home to bed, taking three pills overnight. 28th. Lord's Day. Early in the morning my last night's physic worked, and did give me a good stool, and then I rose, and had three or four stools, and walked up and down my chamber. Then up, my maid rose, and made me a posset, and by and by comes Mr. Creed. And he and I spent all the morning discoursing against to-morrow, before the Duke, the business of his pieces of eight, in which the treasurer makes so many queries. At noon, my physic having done working, I went down to dinner. And then he and I up again, and spent most of the afternoon reading in Cicero, and other books of good discourse. And then he went away, and then came my brother Tom to see me, telling me how the Joyces to make themselves fine clothes against Mary is brought to bed. He being gone, I went to cast up my monthly accounts, and to my great trouble I find myself seven pounds worse than I was the last month, but I confess it is by my reckoning beforehand a great many things. Yet, however, I am troubled to see that I can hardly promise myself to lay up much from month's end to month's end, about four or five pounds at most, one month with another, without some extraordinary gettings, but I must, and I hope, I shall continue to have a care of my own expenses. So to the reading my vows seriously, and then to supper. This evening there came my boy's brother to see for him, and tells me he knows not where he is, 
himself being out of town this week and is very sorry that he is gone and so am i but he shall come no more so to prayers and to bed twenty ninth up betimes and to my office and by and by to the temple and there appointed to meet in the evening about my business and thence i walked home and up and down the streets is cried mightily the great victory got by the portugals against the spaniards where ten thousand slain three or four thousand taken prisoners with all the artillery baggage money etc and don john of austria forced to flee with a man or two with him which is very great news thence home and at my office all the morning and then by water to st james's but no meeting to-day being holy day but met mr creed in the park and after a walk or two discoursing his business took leave of him in westminster hall whither we walked and then came again to the hall and fell to talk with mrs lane and after great talk that she never went abroad with any man as she used heretofore to do i with one word got her to go with me and to meet me at the further rhenish wine-house where i did give her a lobster and do so touse her and feel her all over making her believe how fair and good a skin she has and indeed she has a very white thigh and leg but monstrous fat when weary i did give over and somebody having seen some of our dalliance called aloud in the street sir why do you kiss the gentlewoman so and flung a stone at the window which vexed me but i believe they could not see my towsing her and so we broke up and i went out the back way without being observed i think and so she towards the hall and i to whitehall where taking water i to the temple with my cousin roger and mr goldsborough to gray's inn to his counsel one mr raworth a very fine man where it being the question whether i as executor should give a warrant to goldsborough in my reconveying her estate back again the mortgage being performed against all acts of the testator but only my own my cousin said he never heard it asked before and the other that it was always asked and he never heard it denied or scrupled before so great a distance was there in their opinions enough to make a man forswear ever having to do with the law so they agreed to refer it to sergeant maynard so we broke up and i by water home from the temple and there to sir w batten and eat with him he and his lady and sir j minnes having been below to-day upon the east india men that are come in but never tell me so but that they have been at woolwich and deptford and done great deal of business god help them so home and up to my lute long and then after a little latin chapter with will to bed but i have used of late since my wife went to make a bad use of my fancy with whatever woman i have a mind to which i am ashamed of and shall endeavour to do so no more so to sleep thirtieth up betimes yesterday and to-day the sun rising very bright and glorious and yet yesterday as it hath been these two months and more was a foul day the most part of the day by and by by water to whitehall and there to my lord's lodgings by appointment whither mr creed comes to me having been at chelsea this morning to fetch my lord to st james's so he and i to the park where we understand that the king and duke are gone out betimes this morning on board the east india ships lately come in and so our meeting appointed is lost but he and i walked at the further end of the park not to be observed whither by and by comes my lord sandwich and he and we walked two hours and more in the park and then in whitehall gallery and lastly in whitehall garden discoursing of mr creed's accounts and how to answer the treasurer's objections i find that the business is five hundred pounds deep the advantage of creed and why my lord and i should be concerned to promote his profit with so much dishonour and trouble to us i know not but however we shall do what we can though he deserves it not for there is nothing even to his own advantage that can be got out of him but by mere force so full of policy he is in the smallest matters that i perceive him to be made up of nothing but design i left him here being in my mind vexed at the trouble that this business gets me 
and the distance that it makes between Sir G. Carteret and myself, which I ought to avoid. Thence by water home, and to dinner, and afterwards to the office, and there sat till the evening, and then I by water to Deptford to see Sir W. Penn, who lies ill at Captain Ruth's, but in a way to be well again this weather, this day being the only fair day we have had these two or three months. Among other discourse I did tell him plainly some of my thoughts concerning Sir W. Batten and the office in general, upon design for him to understand that I do mind things, and will not balk to take notice of them, that when he comes to be well again he may know how to look upon me. Thence homeward walked, and in my way met Creed coming to meet me, and then turned back and walk a while, and so to boat and home by water, I being not very forward to talk of his business, and he by design the same, to see how I would speak of it. But I did not, but in general terms, and so after supper with general discourse to bed and sleep. Thus by God's blessing ends this book of two years, I being in all points in good health, and a good way to thrive and do well. Some money I do and can lay up, but not much, being worth now above seven hundred pounds, besides goods of all sorts. My wife in the country with Ashwell, her woman, with my father, myself at home with W. Hewer and my cookmaid Hannah, my boy Wainman, being lately run away from me. In my office, my repute and understanding good, especially with the Duke and Mr. Coventry. Only the rest of the officers do rather envy than love me, I standing in most of their lights, especially Sir W. Batten, whose cheats I do daily oppose to his great trouble, though he appears mighty kind and willing to keep friendship with me, while Sir J. Minnes, like a dotard, is led by the nose by him. My wife and I, by my late jealousy, for which I am truly to be blamed, have not the kindness between us which we used and ought to have, and I fear will be lost hereafter if I do not take course to oblige her and yet preserve my authority. Public matters are in an ill condition, Parliament sitting and raising four subsidies for the King, which is but a little, considering his wants, and yet that parted with all with great hardness, they being offended to see so much money go, and no debts of the publics paid, but all swallowed by a luxurious court, which the King, it is believed and hoped, will retrench in a little time, when he comes to see the utmost of the revenue which shall be settled on him, he expecting to have his one million two hundred thousand pounds made good to him, which is not yet done by above a hundred and fifty thousand pounds, as he himself reports to the house. My differences with my uncle Thomas at a good quiet, blessed be God, and other matters, the town full of the great overthrow lately given to the Spaniards by the Portugals, they being advanced into the very middle of Portugal, the weather wet for two or three months together beyond belief, almost not one fair day coming between till this day, which has been a very pleasant day, and the first pleasant day this summer. The charge of the navy intended to be limited to two hundred thousand pounds per annum, the ordinary charge of it, and that to be settled upon the customs. The king yet greatly taken up with Madame Castlemaine and Mrs. Stuart, which God of heaven put an end to. Myself very studious to learn what I can of all things necessary for my place as an officer of the navy. Reading lately what concerns measuring of timber and knowledge of the tides. I have of late spent much time with Creed, being led to it by his business of his accounts, but I find him a fellow of those designs and tricks that there is no degree of true friendship to be made with him, and therefore I must cast him off, though he be a very understanding man, and one that much may be learned of as to cunning and judging of other men. Besides, too, I do perceive more and more that my time of pleasure and idleness of any sort must be flung off to attend to getting of some money and the keeping of my family in order, which I fear by my wife's liberty may be otherwise lost. End of June, Part 2